Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here. K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall, and we are here to bring you the daily news, what you see in the headlines from a constitutional and principled perspective. No political agenda, no government revision, and we're going to bring it to you shooting straight. We're going to bring to you a case today from the Supreme Court that's really important. I feel like I should say, welcome back to Supreme Court month. Yeah, I know, right? Welcome back to, and okay, don't don't get me started, JC, because we're not harping on Trump. We're not harping on the Mueller report. We're not we're not talking about the the terrible things the Democrats are doing to destroy the world. So, you know, pe- people have a hard time listening, but this is the important stuff. We're not deep into this whole, you know, presidential election, which is over a year away. Right. Right. I mean, you've got a whole stinking over a stinking year before the presidential election. And we're completely consumed with all this nonsense already. Well, here's a conse- consequential, substantial thing that could potentially alter the way the legal system operates. Right. No, I mean, seriously, we're talking, even the justices themselves say this could overturn thousands of cases. So you sure you don't want to, thousands you, you're, you're of cases. sure you don't want to talk about Trump tweeting soccer players. <laughs> you're sure about that? Yeah. I mean, I mean, we could take time. I mean, sure. That's monumental ground, but it's on headlines. Did he everywhere. actually tweet soccer players? Well, it's it's, a, it's news. Whatever. That's news. news. That's news. No, U.S. v. Davis is news. U.S. v. Davis did actually hit the headlines, but not in a way that is consequential. Okay, so they the headlines were... Um, you think it's so people don't pay attention? I mean, so they don't get into the substance? Because well, they make it left versus right, liberal versus blah, blah, blah. They do all that, and then people make up their mind based on that and move on. Well, it's a chicken or the egg argument now. Do the people now only want to consume... Twinkies? Well, if you've been or, trained to do so. Right, exactly. Do they only want to consume Twinkies, so we all we do is feed them Twinkies? It's So, I know it's a lot to this, but it's funny you mentioned that. Just yesterday, I was thinking of this. It reminds me of the story of the prodigal son. There is a section in that story where it talks about the prodigal son, he's leaving and he's eating in the hog pen. Mm-hmm. And there's a phrase that he would fain have filled his belly. There's There's a phrase in there that when you look at you know the meanings of the words behind the words so look at the greek uh, in, in the meaning there it literally conveys a sense that this uh the, the the prodigal son had developed an appetite for the pig slop 
Mm-hmm. And so you say, which comes first? This stuff, the way the media reports is programming, right? right? So you program so long uh, in this manner, then it builds that appetite. It builds that way of you now interpreting information. We're, the media constantly pounds America with their Democrat, Republican, left, right, liberal, conservative dichotomy so that this tribalistic framework is the only way they can think. And it actually helps, uh, helps you know, the, the manipulators hide the important things that the people need to learn and what's actually well, going on. Well, not only hide, but dece- deceive their perceptions of it as well, because right. this case is being billed as uh, either uh, Gorsuch sides against the conservatives mm-hmm. or Gorsuch and Kavanaugh being the two presidential nominees pitted right. against each other. Yep. When in reality, this is an issue of, of constitutional importance. And I think that the fact... It's really about unfettered federal power, mm-hmm. right? Because they can just sort of create the framework and then within that framework, do whatever they please. Or let's not allow that. And let's protect individual liberty. So the government has to say what it means and do only what it's supposed to do. What's interesting, JC, is we covered last week the Gamble case, which was the double jeopardy case. And where Gorsuch ended up on the right side of the Constitution, mm-hmm. uh, which Correct made him side. write the write him the dis, write the dissent because the majority court was uh, was against the rights of the people and, and established this this insane it's, it's what you call the the, ins, the 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 shows actually call mental mental illness grips the Supreme Court. So in this case, Gorsuch gets a majority of justices to side with him along with uh, side with in, him in Davis. on liberty. Yeah. So what's what's interesting is you take Gamble and you compare it to Davis and you see what is the consistency, right? Because the consistency is that Gorsuch is siding with the rights of the people. Gorsuch is siding with the Constitution, and that the variance is the other the eight, other eight mm-hmm. right? So Gorsuch delivers the opinion of the court. And like I said, Kavanaugh... By the way, there's a method to that madness. And that's exactly, that's actually what mm-hmm. people should understand. Not right. liberal versus conservative, but there is, there is a dichotomy that exists where that you, you know who's going where. Right. But that's what's hidden from the people. Right, right. And hopefully we'll be able to bring that out today. So Gorsuch delivers the opinion in U.S. v. Davis. By the way, um, just to point this out, raise your hand if you follow the Bundy cases. Mm-hmm. Because you're following the Bundy cases, this case has major impact on the Bundy cases. Okay. Because the Bundys are all charged under the Hobbs Act. Mm. So this decision by Gorsuch could be another chink in the armor of the case uh, ag- against the Bundy's thing. Sorry. Whatever. All right. So uh, Kavanaugh files the dissenting opinion. He writes it. And Thomas Alito and Roberts join in with Kavanaugh. And so here's the thing, JC. Chris Hans always talking about Kavanaugh being the liberal justice. But here he is obviously a conservative because he's siding with the conservatives. 
So how can God, how can Kavanaugh be a, a liberal justice if well, he's siding with Thomas, Alito, and Roberts? Hopefully we'll get be able to explain yeah. that. All right. So here are the facts. Maurice Davis and Andre Glover committed a string of gas station robberies in where? Texas. First off, I think all these facts are irrelevant to the yeah. actual argument being made. And this just, to me, prejudices like the statist mm -hmm. police state conservatives will already take <laughs> yeah. their stand after you read well, these facts. I think you need to get over yourself uh, because the facts are not UJC, but the statists who are going to make their pick their sides because the facts are important. Um, and and as Gorsuch says, yeah, so they did bad things. But th does that mean that they don't have th that we should not respect their rights? Does that mean that the Constitution should be damned and the federal government should have the power to persecute them to to whatever degree the federal prosecutors seem necessary. So yeah. we uh, I, I and the them, point them them is the wrong the wrong pronoun because mm -hmm. it has to do with everybody. Right. It's not like right. what should happen right. to them. Right. So if they can do this to Davis and Glover, they can do this to you. Exactly. And they can do this to your son exactly. or your daughter or your wife or your grandma. Okay. So that's the big deal. So Davis and Glover commit a string of gas station robberies in Texas. They are going to be prosecuted in Texas, by the way, and federal prosecutors charge them both with multiple counts of robbery affecting interstate commerce, right? So that's how you can be charged with a federal crime in the state. This whole aberration and, and um, I, I, I forget, adulteration of, of the Commerce Clause. Yeah. Uh, in violation of the Hobbs Act. Now, this is the big deal. The Hobbs Act is the big deal. So they're charged with violation of the Hobbs Act and conspiracy to violate the Hobbs Act. And this is where the question comes in. Now, we're going to follow pretty closely with the case. And that's so Hobbs Act sentence enhancement. Of sentence enhancement. Yeah. A Hobbs Act is a sentence enhancement that says if you're carrying a firearm yeah. in the commission of a felony, we can prosecute you worse. We can prosecute you worse. By the way, I just it just I just had a memory flash. I remember the doofus that freaked out when I talk about conservatives. So when I use the phrase police state conservative, that's a particular kind of conservative. Yeah. I'm not saying all conservatives support a police state. I'm saying those those right. those type of conservatives, the ones that mm -hmm. want, you know, catch the bad guy no matter what, even if sort you of destroy like the Constitution. A red apple and a green apple. Yeah. And a, you know, variegated both are apple. apples. They're not, all not apples. Not but, all apples. But they're specific kinds of apples Correct. that have different flavors yeah. to them, right? So that's, you know, the, the police state conservatives. Some call it law and order conservatives. Yeah. Or, you know, bad guy does bad things. We must punish him. And then, you know, you plug your ears to liberty, to the Constitution, to how that affects innocent people. It's just catch the bad guy no right. matter what. Let's let's burn the whole forest down. Let's so there's a the principle guy. that I think is lost in America that has governed the criminal justice system for a very, very long time. And I, I see it uh, much, much, much to my... Uh, you know, my dismay, this principle being annihilated in America, uh, that a hundred guilty men should go free so that one innocent man never goes to prison. That's why we have a, a, a system built on 
innocent until proven guilty so that it's a burden of proof laid upon the government a very very high burden of proof beyond a reasonable doubt so yes do guilty people get away but yes, guilty people get away so that we never, ever have an innocent man go to prison. That's a great way to describe that because that the police state mentality is, you know, I don't care if we have to kill 30 people. If we catch that bad guy, it's worth it. Yeah. So that, I mean, that really is the essence of it. So remember, if you're watching us on YouTube, we have the text from the case that we'll be referring Davis, uh, USV Davis, and you'll be able to follow along with us there on YouTube as well. YouTube is really, really censoring us these days, and they're not letting anybody see our videos. So even if you're not going to watch the video, if you're a subscriber of YouTube, go to YouTube, subscribe to us, and share it. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Hey, have you been to ChrisAnnHall.com lately? Have you been to the shop? We have brand new t-shirts at the Chris Ann Hall Liberty First Gear shop called Got Liberty. It's amazing. I love this t-shirt. It says, Got Liberty on the front, like Got Milk, and on the back it has a quote from Samuel Adams, the one that actually builds the principle of, of Liberty First University, which is, um, uh, no people will tamely surrender their liberties nor be easily subdued when knowledge is diffused and virtue is preserved. Uh, we are sinking underneath our own weight because of our ignorance, and that's part of what we're talking about today. Stop eating mainstream media Twinkies because this is really important stuff. So at the core of this U.S. v. Davis case, mm -hmm. uh, as I understood it, is the, is the issue of vagueness mm -hmm. in, in, in the statutes. Mm -hmm. So uh, am I right? I mean, that's, that's really the opinion yeah, that's right. being expounded upon right. the, 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 in this the case. The conflict between the two sides is number one, is the statute irreparably vague? Mm -hmm. Meaning, is there some way we can overcome it? Because the dissent is gonna tell you that the standard is to not find something unconstitutional, but to find ways to find it constitutional. So we're, and, and Gorsuch really turns that around. He says, look, the standard is not to defend a law to the expense of the people's liberty. The standard is the Constitution, which is the people's liberties first. And, and again, he says, uh, today we apply the principles to 18 U.S.C. 924C, which is the Hobbes Act and the statute threatens long prison sentences for anyone who uses a firearm in connection with certain other federal crimes. I would say longer, what he should have said. Yeah. Since it's a sentence enhancement. Right, right, like right. You, so this is the thing. You're already talking about people who, who are essentially, they're already convicted of mm -hmm. the crime. Right. right? So, so in this, and this goes along with what we were talking about, the police state, you know, freak out. 
you know, oh, you want to let a drug dealer go? You want to let this blah, blah, blah. You're not talking about letting anybody go. They're already guilty. This mm-hmm. is the issue of sentence enhancements, mm-hmm. but it it's so vague is essentially is the mm-hmm. argument. It doesn't define the, things. The it, elements upon which the enhancements are to be applied yeah. is what is, is vague. Missing. And what Gorsuch brings forward is, uh, and, and I believe I have this coming up, so let me make sure we get through the slides here. But he says, um, what crimes, right? What crimes? In order for, for a crime to be constitutional, according to the Sixth Amendment, you have to be on notice as to what crimes you're going to be committing. I, you know, I was thinking about this when I was reading this case, JC. There's the common thing. Ignorance of the law is no excuse, right? Everybody else says ignorance of the law is no excuse. That may be true to a certain extent, but the truth of the matter is if the law doesn't put you on notice, adequate notice as to what is actually illegal, yeah. then ignorance of the law is unavoidable. Mm-hmm. which makes the law unconstitutional. Right. And so Gorsuch says, when Congress passes a vague law, the role of the courts under our Constitution is not to fashion a new, clearer law to take its place, but to treat the law as a nullity and invite Congress to try again. Isn't that interesting? We have Gorsuch telling us the majority court. Actually, we have Ginsburg, Sotomayor, Kagan and Breyer all telling us that if a law is beyond, is outside the Constitution, it is null and void. Well, they're agreeing. They agreed with Gorsuch. They agreed with Gorsuch. They signed on to the opinion, yeah. so they have to believe that, you know. So well, anyway. They agree with it at the moment. Right. So Let's be clear. They didn't write this. Yeah, they didn't Gorsuch write this. wrote it, and, which is how it works. Mm-hmm. Usually someone is assigned uh, by the senior justice. It's interesting because... In this case, she's Ginsburg's the senior, and mm-hmm. apparently was the one that said, "All right, Gorsuch, you write, you write." Gors- the, the ghost opinion. of Ginsburg told yeah. the ghost of Ginsburg told Gorsuch to write this. You know what's what's interesting though, JC, that if they had disagreed with any of this, each of those justices could have written a yeah. separate concurrent concurring opinion saying, "I agree with the with the." The conclusion. conclusion, but I don't agree with how you got there. Yeah. So in that extent, they all have to right. buy on yes. to what Gorsuch is saying. Definitely. So when we come back from the break, we're going to get into this, and as simply as we can, this whole vague, uh, vagueness doctrine thing and how the courts for decades have flipped the standard of judicial review. Arrogant men tear up our constitution And from every direction we cry around You can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way Chris Ann Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal Remember, uh, if you have not signed up for In Defense of Liberty training yet Go to chrisannhall.com and sign up for our Constitution training, our gun training. I'm sure Ginsburg, Sotomayor, Kagan, and Breyer would not appreciate you doing that. All the more reason for you to do that. So we're talking about Davis v. Uh, U, or U.S. v. Davis, Gorsuch's opinion on this Hobbes Act law. Now, what's interesting is uh, we're talking about constitutionality of vague laws. Remember, Gorsuch says that if it's vague, it's null and void. 
And he says the reason we prohibit the enforcement of vague laws is based on what we call two twin constitutional pillars of due process and separation of powers. And so what, what really is at crux here is, JC, is can the government prosecute you without due process? And can the courts become the authors of a new law? And that's why a, that's why a law becomes null if it's vague instead of having the constitution or excuse me instead of having the courts rewrite the law which is what what Gorsuch says that the courts want to do uh, he says the vagueness doctrine is founded on the tenderness of the law for the rights of the individuals to fair notice of the law and on the plain principle that the power of punishment is vested in the legislative not the judicial department did, did you Get the second, the paragraph here? Yeah. Okay, so he says, employing the canon as the government wishes would also sit uneasily with the rule of lenity's teaching that ambiguities about the breadth of a criminal statute should be resolved in the defendant's favor. That rule is perhaps not much less old than the task of statutory construction itself. By the way, that quote there, the rule uh, is perhaps not as much less old than uh, the task, is actually a quote from um, Justice... Uh, um, Brandeis? No, no, no. It's Marshall? the Marshall's, John, John Marshall's decision. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you quoted Marshall a lot in this. Um, that that gets back to what you said at the beginning. I think this. I mean, so that's the that's what it ought to be. Right. That's the the core of due process. That's mm -hmm. the core of protecting individual rights. The foundation right. of, of American liberty of constitutional mm -hmm. principles. So that's that's the so opposite. So we error. We err in favor of the individual, not in expanding government so that power. Is, that is the opposite of a police state mentality right where you lean toward you know the 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 government agents mm -hmm. let's say right exactly and that's what we like i said that's what we were saying before that's how our constitution was created that's how it's supposed to work you err on the side of the individual because erring on the side of the government gives government unlimited power see there's a there's a great test where you how to know you're a statist. Mm -hmm. are, are you a supporter of a police state, right? Do you automatically lean toward the government agent? You give the government agent and his accusations the benefit of the doubt? Or do you lean toward the defendant, right? Mm -hmm. Do you give any, I mean, do you lean toward the defendant at all? Mm -hmm. And in the, in the police state mentality of the statist mentality, all you have to do is say the word criminal. Mm -hmm. And automatically, you know, all that goes out of the window. There's no more presumption of innocence. It's a presumption of guilt. You already have this mentality that, you know, of the bad guy. Mm -hmm. That is part and parcel of what it means to be a statist who supports police state Now, principles. one might wonder if Gorsuch has, has, I mean, he has articulated in this case very, very well why this is vague and the standard should be you err on the side of the defendant, right? One might wonder, well, then how come Kavanaugh, Thomas, Alito, and Roberts don't agree with Gorsuch? 
And I'll tell you why. It's, uh, well, aside from their personal preferences, which we'll address, from a legal perspective, mm-hmm. when laws are vague, the courts over the years, beginning, by the way, in the 1830s, okay? So Kavanaugh actually gives a whole line of cases that agree with him, not one before 1830. Those of you who are Liberty First University students and longtime listeners, you know why 1830 is a magic date. So uh, they've created these canons that that give the court a way to fill in the blanks. Mm -hmm. So instead of actually going to the founders, Instead of actually going to the text of the debates and and what the founders wrote and the real historical data there, they create what they call canons to make rules to fill in the blanks. One of these things is called the avoidance canon. And the avoidance canon says that when a law is vague, the rule is that you look to find it to be constitutional, you avoid the unconstitutionality thing at all cost, all right? Now Gorsuch says, yes, that's a canon that we use, but never have we used this canon to expand a criminal statute scope rather than uh, to make it in narrow in its view. So in this case, Kavanaugh and his crew are trying to say, uh, well, the rule says we're supposed to find every single way to make sure that this law, we we find this law constitutional before we deem it to be unconstitutional, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's not our job to make law. It's not our job to overturn law. It's the legislature's job. So we have to make sure that we are not legislating from the bench. So every law must be first deemed constitutional, and then we have to break down that. He says, yes, that may be the standard, but it's not the standard when you're siding on the side of the government expanding that power. And I love this quote. He says, the dissent defends giving this old law a new meaning by appealing to intuition. It suggests that a categorical reading is unnatural Because if you were to ask John Q. Public whether a particular crime posed a substantial risk of violence, he would surely he would respond, well, tell me how it went down and what happened. So basically, just I threw that in there because I wanted you to see Kavanaugh is actually using the argument of the will of the majority to define the boundaries and to define the terminology in a law. So basically, what Kavanaugh is saying is, if there's a question about the language in a law, we should do a poll. We should do a public poll to figure out what exactly this means. Now we're going to switch to Kavanaugh's case. This is, this is what, what you're seeing on YouTube right now, JC, are the first two paragraphs of Kavanaugh's dissenting opinion. Which is basically an anti-gun rant. It is an anti-gun rant, which I, I read this, I was like, what in the heck? This is what you would see from some liberal, uh, I mean, really. Anti-gun Anti-gun nut. nut. 
1960s through the 1980s, violent gun crime was rampant in America. The wave of violence destroyed lives and devastated communities, particularly in America's cities. Between 1963 and 1968, annual murders with firearms rose by a staggering 87%, and annual aggravated assaults with firearms increased more than 230%. Right, right? He says in 1968, Congress passed and President Lyndon Johnson signed the Gun Control Act. Well, there you go. It must be constitutional. Congress made it. The president signed it. And he said that law made a set made it a separate federal crime to use or carry a firearm during a federal felony. I love how he throws this in here, JC. Despite that and other efforts, violent crimes with firearms continued at an extraordinarily dangerous level. You think Kavanaugh is recognizing that laws don't stop crimes? No. <laughs> but here's this shows you that that Kavanaugh and the dissenting opinion justices are taking this emotional statist perspective, not a liberal constitution perspective. He says, Kavanaugh says, yet today, after 33 years and tens of thousands of federal prosecutions, the court suddenly finds a key provision of this act to be unconstitutional because it's supposedly too vague. That is a surprising conclusion for the court to reach about a federal law that has been applied so often and for so long with so little problem. This next quote is where his brain damage kicks in. This this is the other uh, that, that one, quote one, is brain damage. No, this next one is the worst. This this is a one tree is two trees quote. This is this is insanity. So uh, well, before we go to the total that you know the the total diagnosis of insanity, let's let us recognize that by Kavanaugh's justification, just because the Supreme Court has deemed it to be so for so long, it can never overturn itself. Which right. We are we are in a judicial yeah. supremacist society where the majority of American people in the educated elite believe that the Supreme Court is the ultimate arbiter of the universe, that nobody can disagree with the Supreme Court. Nobody can overturn the Supreme Court. Nobody can nullify a Supreme Court opinion. Nobody can deny judicial authority to the Supreme Court. And now we have Kavanaugh saying not even the Supreme Court can deny the Supreme Court authority. Yeah, that's this is that's a lunatic argument they make a lot. It creates a logical paradox. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is the point of what you're doing? What right. you're exercised in? I mean, it, it's it's totally Why would anybody ever appeal a case? Yeah. Why would anybody ever have challenged Dred Scott? Anything. Why would anybody ever challenge Korematsu? Why would anybody ever? Why has any case in the history of the Supreme Court ever been overturned? These guys at the same time say that the sole purpose for their existence is judicial review. Right. But by that logic, that can't happen. So Mm -hmm. you hear this idiocy all the time, this paradoxical logic. Uh, and, and then he takes it a step further. He says, in countless cases for more than 200 years, this court has recognized the principle that courts should construe ambiguous laws to be consistent with the Constitution. That, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you, you, you can't sort of keep awarding, you know, these guys with greater awards. Uh, but this, is, this has got to be one of the most asinine statements I've ever heard. From the court, if if a law is unclear, if you don't know what the heck it means, 
then it should be constitutional. I mean, I don't understand. It's a principle that we must find a law, ambiguous law, un, uh, an ambiguous law constitutional. Hey, this is another t-shirt. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Show. This is another t-shirt you're seeing on YouTube that we have at uh, our Liberty Shop. Freedom plus morality equals liberty with a quote from Thomas Jefferson. I think that the Supreme Court justices need to understand the, the definition of liberty. I think Kavanaugh's mom dropped him on his head when he was a child, <laughs> I, often. Yeah. In fact, I think they probably went to family reunions and every family member took turns dropping him on his head. I mean, this is some of the dumbest statements I've ever heard. In countless cases for more than 200 years, this court has recognized the principle that courts should construe ambiguous laws to be consistent with the Constitution. I don't know what this law means. Do you? No, okay. I have no idea. Do okay, you want to see well, what, you know what's more outrageous, JC? <laughs> As a lawyer who has read hundreds of cases, yeah. he's speaking he's, judicial he's fact. Yeah, he is true. speaking judicial fact, which is just another reason why this judicial supremacist attitude that we have in America is is the destruction of our liberty. So maybe being dropped on your head is a prerequisite to be a Supreme Court justice. So maybe. Somehow, somehow uh, Gorsuch snuck through. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. I. We could go there. Here's an and and the last ditch effort, okay? The last ditch effort Gorsuch or uh, um, Kavanaugh says, right? So it's vague, but it's not too vague. We can fill in the blanks, and even if it's ambiguous, we're supposed to find it constitutional anyway. The final argument you're gonna love, JC, is the quintessential statist argument. If we overturn this, people will be set free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thousands of people convicted under this statute will unnecessarily be challenged, or let's see what it says. As Justice Niemeyer wrote in his separate opinion in the Fourth Circuit, thousands of, of Hobbes Act convictions will be unnecessarily, will unnecessarily be challenged as premised on what the majority today concludes is an unconstitutionally vague provision, even though the parties in those cases had little difficulty understanding, enforcing, or defending the charges at issue. First off, I think this is a very deceptive statement. It is. Because these are not the charges right. that were defended. This mm -hmm. is a sentence enhancement. Mm -hmm. It had nothing to do with what they were convicted of. Right. It has to do with the length of their sentences. And the challenge, Gorsuch or, or Kavanaugh actually complains that thousands of people will be let out of federal prison early. Right. Early. They will have already served the term of their sentence for the actual crime. Correct. But now that they've de deemed that the sentence enhancement is unconstitutional, they will get out early. And Kavanaugh gives this whole big violent criminals and dangerous people. Now, he is not alleging that these people have life in prison and they're going to get out. He's not alleging that people who have been sentenced to the death penalty We'll get out. From the dead. Or, or, well, <laughs> we'll get off death row, right? Sure. They're not going to get out of death row, mm -hmm. right? So we're talking about people that would eventually get out of prison. So violent federal criminals. By the way, 
part of what what Gorsuch says is these people uh, have not even actually been charged with violence, many of them. Yeah. Because the Hobbs Act says that you get a sentence enhancement if you're actually just found with a gun in your possession while you're committing a crime. Yeah, even if you're if you don't commit violence. Even if you're not committing a violent crime. Yeah. That's the funny thing. It's actually it's it's kind of like minority report. Uh -huh. It's sort of your your sentence is lengthened because of the potential and they use this yes, word the potentiality of you know what that weapon could have mm -hmm. done if it were used. Mm -hmm. That I mean that's think about that. That's what they're adding to your sentence. So JC, uh, many uh, about two years ago, we covered a case where uh, a legislator was trying to get past a law that said to uh, interfere with the ingress egress or the ordinary course of government functioning, which boiled down to the fact that if you if you shouted at a congressman during a town hall meeting, it mm -hmm. was now going to be a federal crime. The Hobbs Act would have turned that into a, a violent crime if that protester had been carrying a concealed firearm, even if he had a permit to do so. Mm -hmm. So that's how this works. And now Gorsuch says, this is ridiculous. Nobody knows what's against the law or not against the law. That's clearly vague. And the, the dissent is saying, well, now all these people will be let out of jail early. Why are the courts and the people going to handle this? Yeah. They, they will not have served their time for the imaginary crime that we tacked on that never happened. That Right, exactly. So this is not a liberal conservative thing. This is not a left-right thing. This is a constitution and liberty thing versus big government and tyranny, right? God bless you guys. We'll see you next time.